Airports tend to elicit a strong reaction from people, probably because we don't enjoy them very much. We all have horror stories of delayed flights and baggage claim nightmares. But the actual airports themselves are hardly memorable, except for one, whose legend only continues to grow. I'm Brian Fry, and this is Conspiracy 51. It stares down at you with glowing red eyes, its bright blue muscular figure held high. At 32 feet tall and 9,000 pounds, the blue Mustang, or Blucifer as locals call it, is hard to miss. Standing in the median just outside the entrance to the Denver International Airport, this gigantic horse sculpture is the first indication there might be something off about the place. It seems to stand guard over the area, a warning to anyone who gets too close. After all, it has killed before. And no, sadly, I'm not joking. Luis Jimenez, an artist of national acclaim who was commissioned to create Blue Mustang, died tragically in 2006 when a piece of the sculpture fell on him, severing an artery in his leg. The work continued, however, with family and other artists assembling its final form. When the red-eyed horse was revealed to the public in 2008, Jimenez wasn't there to witness it, but I'd like to think he'd get a kick out of the controversy it would create. In a day and age of heightened security and flight phobias, it may seem strange that an airport would allow a demon-like horse sculpture. But then, you don't know the Denver airport. When it opened its doors to the public in 1995, the Denver airport was nearly two years behind schedule and $2 billion over budget. To many Coloradans and aviation experts, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, and there are a few reasons why. For one, Denver already had an international airport that was working at the time, the Stapleton, which was only a 10-minute drive from downtown Denver. The new airport was developed 23 miles outside the city in the empty Colorado prairie. It was viewed as a field of dreams, so to speak. Why not just remodel the existing Stapleton Airport? Critics argued that it would have certainly been cheaper than building this massive new airport from the ground up. The sheer cost of the Denver Airport's construction is astounding, even by today's standards. At more than $4 billion, it was the largest single-site public works project in the country at that time. Several government agencies, including the Federal Aviation Administration and the Securities and Exchange Commission, even investigated the manner in which the airport was financed with bonds. Then, there were the problems. A state-of-the-art baggage handling system, which was supposed to automate the baggage process and save money, failed during testing. Bags were lost in the system, and some were even torn to shreds. 
Instead of human beings, a central computer network would carry baggage through 26 miles of underground tracks beneath the airport. It was an ambitious idea for the future of flight, but it never worked quite right. In fact, most airlines refused to use the Denver airport's baggage system because it was unreliable. And not even 10 years after opening, the system was shut down for good. This $100 million system, which was developed to make things easier, ended up being such a colossal failure that the Denver airport actually saved money by shutting it down. Now, this is when the public started to wonder, and I really think this may be the beginnings of what started the full-blown Denver airport conspiracy, is this idea of an underground, cavernous space below the airport. 26 miles of tracks and tunnels that were never used for their original purpose. And this is when you start to question and then rumors get spread. What if, what if the Denver airport's baggage system was never really supposed to work? Or what if it was a distraction for something else entirely? We know it cost hundreds of millions of dollars, that there were numerous delays, and the public never really got to see it apart from some press pictures and a few tours. Just imagining this vast underground area, your mind can get pretty creative. The most common theory about the Denver airport is that this underground space serves as some type of bomb shelter or military base. Now, whether it be for the US government or the Illuminati or even for aliens or lizard people, I know you people are out there, I won't go into all these varying ideas, but they're all subsets of the same basic theory that there is some sort of secret bunker that was built beneath the Denver airport. So we know that underground tunnels and all that exists, but we don't know how far down they go. Some people speculate that there are levels to this. The baggage handling system being the obvious first basement level and a possible distraction from what lies beneath. Maybe a military bunker, maybe a command center or FEMA camp, but we don't know. We don't know because the press has never been allowed below the first basement level. Now, there are some potential clues to this visible to the public throughout the airport. I'll get into those in a bit, but we have no concrete evidence. A journalist from Thrillist, who I applaud for doing some actual groundwork on this, contacted Curtis Fentrist, the CEO of Fentrist Architects. Now, this is the man who was responsible for the design of the Denver airport. And this journalist asked him about these mysterious secret lower levels. And Curtis Fentress says, quote, I really can't speak to it. I'm sworn to secrecy, end quote. Now, you may think that's a bit odd. He doesn't outright deny it. 
and this is common among officials and contractors that know about the airport. Many of them don't deny this idea of a secret space. But then Fentress goes on to say, quote, I understand they're going to be creating a tour of some of the underground facilities in the future at DIA. When you go to Moscow, you can go down in the area where they were poised to launch a missile strike against America. And they have this big underground bomb shelter about 100 feet down in the ground. Could be similar to that kind of thing with tours to the underground of DIA. End quote. Wow. Now, this is probably the most compelling information from a first-hand source that I've read to suggest that maybe, maybe there is something more, something secret and hidden, and maybe we'll get to see it one day. At the beginning of this podcast, I talked a bit about the artwork of the Denver airport, the Blue Mustang, which, and you may disagree with me on this, doesn't actually have that much conspiracy value. Rather, it's what's inside the airport that most people associate with being clues for a larger conspiracy. The most notable being the capstone, or the Freemason capstone. At the Jeppesen terminal, there is this stone that's been placed over a sealed time capsule with an inscription that tells us not to open it until the year 2094. Now, time capsules like this are fairly common in dedication ceremonies, like the one in 1994 for the Denver airport. And you're probably wondering what's inside. Well, from what we've been told, nothing all that interesting. Some shoes from the mayor at the time, a baseball from the first Rockies game, a book about Beavis and Butthead or something and some other 90s memorabilia. It's actually what's on the outside of the time capsule etched in stone that's interesting. A Masonic symbol and the words New World Airport Commission. These two things together are what conspiracy theorists like to point to as evidence of, or rather clues to, a larger conspiracy at work. It's easy to draw the parallels between New World Airport Commission and New World Order, or the Illuminati. And the Masonic symbol is like the icing on the cake. Some people consider the Freemasons to be a cult-like secret society with ties to other secret societies like the New World Order. I won't go into all these theories, but they are an old well-established group. They're not exactly secret, but they are one of the oldest fraternal organizations in the world. Their roots go all the way back to stonemasons in the 14th century, which is why the Masonic symbols, like the popular square and compass found on the dedication stone in the Denver airport, depict craft tools used by stonemasons. And there was a reason for this symbol on the stone. 
It's because the Denver Masons made the two pieces of granite that sealed the time capsule. And this is because the mayor at the time, Mayor Wellington Webb, was a Freemason and involved in the Denver airport's construction. Now, as far as the New World Airport Commission goes, it's a bit strange because this group doesn't actually exist. Apparently, it did exist briefly in 1994 and was comprised of businessmen and political leaders who were involved in making the airport building the airport at the time. Airport officials have even said that this was a misspelling, that it was actually supposed to read the new, comma, World Airport Commission. There are a group of Denver airport truthers who don't believe this. They think this inscription is directly tied to the New World Order, a Nazi-esque group of the world elite that will somehow use the airport, if they're not doing so already, as a type of apocalyptic shelter. They also cite that the aerial view of the Denver airport backs up this theory because it looks like a swastika. Now, I don't exactly agree with this. Parts of it could look like a swastika if you draw it in with marker. You can look for yourself and draw your own conclusions, but I think it's a bit of a stretch. Finally, there are the murals. These were painted by artist Leo Tanguma, and they really are quite striking and a bit unsettling. There's a series of them throughout the airport depicting what Leo Tanguma says is the, quote, man-made environmental destruction and genocide along with humanity coming together to heal nature and live in peace, end quote. The most controversial of these murals is the first, titled Children of the World Dream of Peace, because it clearly depicts a soldier brandishing a sword and machine gun, wearing a gas mask, terrorizing women and children. Many people say it looks an awful lot like a Nazi soldier, and that this may be even further evidence that would tie the Denver airport to the New World Order. Whatever you believe, I recommend you Google these murals because they're quite compelling and remarkable. I also want to point out that in addition to a Nazi-like soldier, they also depict children and people from all cultures and ethnicities coming together for peace, conquering the soldier. When you view the murals this way as the artist intended, they aren't so morbid after all. There are other pieces of art and some interesting things about the Denver airport that some people will point to and analyze to discern some deeper meaning from, like the gargoyles and baggage claim, or the tiles on the floor. But I simply don't have the time to discuss everything in these episodes. The fact is, we don't know what's really going on in the Denver airport, if there is anything at all. And we'll have to wait until 2094, when the time capsule can be opened, or maybe sooner, if public underground tours are given, for more clues and possible evidence. 
Whatever the case may be, it's intriguing to consider the possibility that there may be some secret hidden deep below the surface. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and want more, please leave a comment. I also want to thank my friend Mike for providing the soundtrack to this episode. You should definitely check him out on Facebook at Mike Garavel Music. For all you believers and truth seekers out there, it's been a pleasure. This is Conspiracy. <laughs>